Republican Representative Lauren Boebert held up a House hearing this week because she was too busy thumbing through her phone looking for her homework. Here's what happened. Boebert was given the opportunity to speak on the House floor about an amendment that she has proposed uh, that would, uh, according to reports, reduce the salary of the Deputy Undersecretary of the Food and Nutrition Service of the Department of Agriculture, Stacey Dean, to $1. So it's a BS amendment trying to punish a member of the Biden administration saying, we're only going to pay you a dollar a year. But unfortunately for Boebert, as you're about to see, she couldn't find her own amendment because I guess she had it saved somewhere on her phone. And for the life of her, she couldn't find it. And this is what happened. Take a look. Chair recognizes the gentlelady from Colorado. Madam Chair, one moment. Yeah, just uh, just one minute, folks. I'm trying to look up more stuff about Lauren Boebert. No, I'm kidding. How? Like, does Lauren Boebert ever do anything that's not just completely embarrassing for every single person in her district? Because what a crap show. I mean, you know, you knew you were going to get the opportunity to speak on the floor. You knew you wanted to bring up your little amendment to reduce Stacey Dean's salary to a dollar but you didn't bother to check whether or not you even had the text of the amendment before you were given the floor. It actually got even worse than that. Here is what Lauren Boebert said. And the pauses that I'm going to add are pauses that she had. So just know this is exactly how she said it. Um, but Madam Chair, I do urge adoption of Amendment 77 to be considered to decrease the salary of, um, the deputy secretary, deputy secretary, uh, I reserve. So she couldn't even remember the name or the position of the individual that she is trying to punish, which tells you right off the bat, this is totally a BS amendment, right? You don't know the person, you don't know their position. You don't even know why you're doing it, but by God, you only want them to make $1 a year, Lauren. And you embarrassed yourself doing, I mean, if anybody should be making $1 a year, it's you, obviously. So she yielded her time on the floor, but then in a hilarious move, they gave her time right back to her. <laughs> They're like, oh no, no, you're not going to yield. Finish, finish it. <laughs> and so they gave her her, they immediately yielded the time back to Bobert, at which point she says, um, Madam Chair, I, I yield the gentleman one minute. And then she like was motioning to people, I guess, telling them like, please go find my amendment. This is really embarrassing. And it is embarrassing. It's embarrassing for the people of Colorado. I mean, hell, at this point, it's embarrassing for the entire country, Lauren. You, you don't seem to be able to do anything without bringing shame upon this entire country. You can't even go to the theater without bringing shame on everyone in this country. At this point, it's pretty obvious. You don't know how to behave either in your private life or your public life or your professional life. You don't know what you're doing in Congress. You don't even have all your paperwork together when it's time to present your paperwork. So why the hell are you even there? You don't know what you're doing. You're embarrassing everybody. Save face and just straight up resign right now. 
That is literally the best thing you could do for the United States. Legal experts are accusing Judge Eileen Cannon, the judge overseeing the Trump document trial down in South Florida, who of course, by the way, was appointed by Donald Trump to the federal bench, but uh, legal experts are accusing her of basically slow walking this entire trial in order to benefit Donald Trump and give him not only more time to prepare, but also to possibly push it back further so that it doesn't interfere with the Republican primary schedule. Out of all of the trials that have been set for Donald Trump, whether they're civil trials or criminal trials, even though the indictments in the documents case came first, that's actually going to be the last trial that Donald Trump is going to face next year. Like that one's set for like mid May. I think the other ones are going to begin, you know, he's got one in January with Eugene Carroll. Um, then you've got, you know, March, April, and this one's going to be last because, you know, it was first. So that, that makes no sense of her setting that date, especially when this one is like the most glaringly obvious case that there is. He had the documents. He was literally caught red handed with the documents. We don't need to push this to May. We could have had this thing wrapped up already at this point, but judge Cannon in her efforts to protect Donald Trump pushed it all the way back to next May. But that's not the only thing she's done this week. She finally ruled on a motion for a hearing that the prosecution, the department of justice had requested weeks ago. And this hearing is about a potential conflict of interest that the lawyers representing Donald Trump's two co-defendants have in the case. According to the prosecution, two lawyers that are representing both Walt Nauta and uh, De Oliveira, the two co-defendants, those lawyers representing these two guys are also representing some of the witnesses that are going to testify against those two defendants. So the prosecution says, listen, we obviously have a very big conflict of interest. They filed this motion weeks ago and they said, we just need to have a hearing to see if this is going to be a problem or if, you know, somebody needs to get a new lawyer. Cannon sat on it for weeks, folks, weeks. Didn't make a decision. Finally, this Monday, she's like, all right, let's do a hearing in three weeks. So you already sat on it for several weeks. Now you push the hearing back. Actually, it's like two and a half weeks. What, what's the goal of that? Like, what's the point of that? Both sides are actually ready to go right now in this conflict of interest hearing, but you're not letting them do it. And it's either because possibly a combination of both one, you're trying to protect Donald Trump, give him as much time as possible to prepare or two, you don't know what the hell you're doing. And I am willing to bet that it is some kind of combination of both. This is an individual who I've said multiple times before she has tried four criminal trials as a judge. She has overseen four of them. We've talked about the fact that in many of those trials, she screwed up so badly that basically the trial didn't count. And she spent a grand total between those four trials 
of 14 days here in criminal trials. So maybe she's just learning as she goes because she's unqualified to hold the position that she holds. You know, everybody's talking about like, oh, we've got all these aging politicians. They don't even know what they're doing. You know, we should, we should do something about these people who don't know what they're doing in DC. I agree with that, but we should also do something with the people who do not know what they're doing in the federal court system. People's lives hang in the balance. She controls people's fate and she doesn't know how to be a judge in a criminal trial. So she is either grossly incompetent grossly corrupted in favor of Trump or some kind of even more disturbing combination of both of those things. Whatever it is, this judge is not qualified to hear this case. Michigan's Democratic Attorney General Dana Nessel may have screwed things up very badly in yet another criminal prosecution brought by her office. And I say yet another criminal prosecution because, uh, let's not forget that Dana Nessel, when she took over as attorney general, screwed up the Flint water crisis criminal prosecution so badly that everybody got off. Nobody had to face justice because Dana Nessel came in and screwed everything up. I've actually had multiple conversations. I've interviewed Jordan Cheriton from status coup news on that for the ring of fire podcast multiple times. It's a disgusting stir, uh, story and it's all due to Dana Nessel not being good at her job. And recently Dana Nessel went and spoke to a liberal advocacy group, excuse me, which nothing wrong with that. You're allowed to do that except that during her speech, she made the claim that these fake electors in Michigan, who, by the way, she recently charged some of them with criminal charges, but she said that these fake electors were brainwashed by Donald Trump and that they genuinely believe he won the 2020 election. Now that statement is a very big problem for the person bringing criminal charges against these individuals, because now two of those fake electors that have been charged by Dana Nessel have filed motions to have their charges dismissed based on Nessel's comments. Let me read you the two individuals, by the way, filed their motions for dismissal separately with different attorneys. But let me read you. The first one says this convictions would require proof that, uh, the defendant intended by her actions to defraud. Nessel's prosecutors now claim that the defendant believed Trump won the election. If she had that belief, her alleged actions could not have been performed with the intent to cheat or deceive anyone. The other lawyer for the other individual said, given that the AG stated that she knows the defendant and other, and the other 15 Republican electors think that Donald Trump is the real winner of the election and that they legit believe that then the defendant did not possess the specific criminal intent to cheat nor deceive as required by the statutes. So these defendants, at least two of them, and there's, you know, others, 13 others are saying, listen, we've got the attorney general telling a crowd that we don't have criminal intent because we genuinely believe these things they stand a very good chance of having their charges dismissed because this irresponsible attorney general from Michigan went out there and said shit. She shouldn't have said that is infuriating. Now, listen, 
I can say things like that. And I do say things like that. Like these people are brainwashed. I believe they do genuinely believe that Donald Trump won the election, but here's the thing. I'm not prosecuting them. I don't even live in Michigan. I can say those things because I'm speaking as just an independent person with an opinion on this issue. If I were the prosecutor in the case, I would damn sure have the smarts to not go out there, run my mouth and screw up my own prosecutions. This was irresponsible and it is likely much like the Flint water crisis going to lead to a lot of people who most likely broke the law getting away with it because of this incompetently stupid attorney general in Michigan. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.